Good afternoon, Holy Family. I hope you're all doing well today and you've had plenty of good luck on this Friday the 13th. It's a little after 3 o'clock, about the time you receive this probably, as we record about 10 minutes to 3. Um, it's been kind of a weird day outside, but it finally feels like fall. Uh, this is your Chief Administrator, Zach Zexer, and never alone, I am here today with special guest, Mr. Jason Dole, our new PE teacher and athletic director at LaSalle Middle School. Say hi, Jason. Hello, everybody. Uh, I think a few of you have met Jason. I know he had quite a line over here at our back-to-school night, but um, we're going we're gonna to walk through the the newsletter for you here and try to point you back into the newsletter. Of course, we always want you to read it, um, but we'll just do some highlights here kind of quickly, and then uh, and then we're going to chat a little bit with Jason so you can get to know him a little bit more. So in terms of the uh, the principal's corner, I just talked a little bit about how we're kind of, it feels like we're only three weeks in, I think. Three weeks, yeah. Um, but it really feels like we're in full swing. We've started fast testing. Um, that comes up later in the newsletter, so I won't talk about it here, but... Um, we're into fast testing, and uh, we've already kicked off the walkathon. And how? Uh, we'll give an update on that later. Um, and then top 20 language that it feels like was new to people three weeks ago is already really like, kind of in the fabric of the of the school, which is really cool. Um, so it feels like the year is really, really moving along quickly already. Um, as always, I just I ask you to please let me know if you have any concerns or questions. You know, come right to me or go right to our staff. If you have questions, we want to hear from you. And of course, if you are loving life here, if your kiddos are loving life, we want you to give us a review. So I gave you a couple of links. And we did have two parents, I think, in the last two weeks who went on and put reviews on Google and Facebook for us, which is awesome. That means we get more families looking at us. And we've already got, I think, 11 or 12 families have um, expressed interest in transferring this year or next. We had a tour this morning with a lovely family. She has a little boy who's two, so they're looking for next fall. Got an email this morning with a mother of three kiddos where it said they're looking for a really good Catholic school. Um, yeah, really nice. So we're off to a strong start with, uh, I just think words getting out. People are talking um, and, and God is good. So loving that. And then just as a quick reminder, I mentioned in my, in my principal's corner piece that next Friday, the 20th is a professional learning day for the staff from both buildings. So we'll be over here. We're going to have mass with father Ken, and we're going to talk about classroom management and classroom engagement with students. We're going to talk about um, some mental health awareness stuff. We're going to do some top 20 work, a whole lot of things. So thank you for making arrangements so that we can become better professionals. That'll be a good day next week. News for all of Holy Family. The walkathon, as I mentioned, is kicked off. We're almost at 50% of our goal already. So um, kudos to Denise Fillenworth and the Parent Association um, for bringing forward this new online version of fundraising because it has been extremely effective. Um, and that's with only 105 of our 388 um, possible people registered. So um, we're, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We've got almost $7,000 already raised. So this is crazy. We want every kiddo to try to raise 50 bucks. Um, so reaching out to grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, neighbors, godparents, you name it, and you can do it all on Facebook. There's three simple steps, and um, we sent that out last Friday, but it's also um, listed right here in the newsletter for you. Um, 
there's a there's a thing where there's a video for me that you can post if you want to, and then there's also a, an area where your kids can make videos themselves, which kids love to do. So my three school age kids are all doing that. They're having a lot of fun making the videos. Um, they can be really simple, or like one of my kids is doing, you can set it to music and they can edit it. And yeah, but anyway, thank you for for contributing in that way. And the walkathon comes up on the 27th, and that'll be a fun day. If you would like to order some Holy Family Spirit wear, uh, Pam Stark is using a new web, pla- uh, web store platform this year. The link is right there in the newsletter, and you can email her. You can email Pam at pstark at psedfinity.com, and if you have questions for her, you can do that. There's a lot of cool stuff up there, so take a look. This is usually the popular time of year to do that. You want to look super swaggy uh, at the Xavier football games on Friday evenings, so take a look there and represent the Lancers. And then, um, you've heard me say this a couple times, but the Holy Family Book Club for this year, they're looking at the 10 Habits of Happy Mothers, um, so there's information about that, and you can talk to Shelly Hughescamp or Jennifer Francis if you have questions. Their contact information is also right here in the newsletter. Specific information for LaSalle on the 8th graders tomorrow morning at 8.45. We're going to load on a bus and head out to Camp Wapsie with Mary Jo Legrand and uh, the staff and volunteers that are putting on the Sunshine Retreat. That's 45 of our 8th graders who could use your prayers. Uh, I'm so like so happy, so thankful that uh, Mary Jo Legrand is hosting this retreat that she's organizing this for our kids. She's a very wonderful human being, very holy and very thoughtful. So uh, the kiddos who are going on that are very fortunate. So please keep them in your prayers. I know Jason Dole is going to do that. Um, and I already so, have been. I have a kiddo I'm so thankful is going to be on that retreat. I know he's looking forward to it. And then like I mentioned, uh, fast testing has started in both buildings. Um, there's a couple week window there where we can do that. Um, this isn't super time consuming. Um, they're not losing a ton of instruction time. And what this does is it gets us really quick um, information on kiddos um, in terms of where they um, um, where, where where they're testing now, and that just helps us helps us to differentiate, um, uh, particularly for kiddos who are um, struggling in, in respective areas, so that we can help um, make interventions for those kiddos and get them plans that are going to help them. And then that ultimately, obviously, raises all the boats up. Um, if everyone's doing well, then everyone does better. So there's that. And then Mr. Dole, I think this one came from you. 7th and 8th grade, um, sorry, 7th grade boys and 7th and 8th grade girls are looking for some basketball coaches. Do you have some leads right now? We do have a few leads. Um, been emailing, contacting people. Um, so, But any leads that you guys have, word of mouth is the number one way that we get our coaches. Um, from what I've heard, so if you could keep advertising that we are always in need of basketball coaches or, um, yeah, really any coach. Anybody that's interested, that'd be great. And I, I have some questions lined up for you, Mr. Dole, for after we go through this stuff from the uh, from the newsletter. Um, they can people can hear a little bit about what's your vision, your philosophy for our athletics program. And so then over at uh, the elementary school, there's just a dress code reminder that this month we're emphasizing uh, kiddos tucking their shirts in and they have, and they look so good. Um, it's a, it's like almost a silly thing. It's trivial. It's pretty little, but they look really sharp. Um, and things just flow and function better when things like that are happening. And I don't know if I've mentioned this in the, podcast, but I've asked the middle schoolers to close their lockers, and you weren't here last year to see what it looked like. It looked fine, um, but with all their lockers closed, it just looks so nice. Looking down the hallway, there's just so much more order to it, um, and that helps, literally, it helps declutter their brains when things are tidy and neat and clean. Um, so anyway, 
elementary school asks that kiddos have their shirts tucked in. And of course, the teachers are being very pastoral about that. And um, kiddos aren't getting <laughs> demerits and detentions if they're not tucked in. It's um, We're just helping create good habits for kiddos. And then uh, as far as tardies, the first bell rings at 820 and the second bell rings at 830. So students are considered tardy if they're not in the classroom at 830 for grades K to 4. Um, if arriving after 830, students just um, need to get a tardy slip from the front office and take that to their teacher and then head to their classrooms with the slip uh, after the completion of announcements, pledge, and prayer. Um, so that'll be a new habit for some of the kiddos to get into or for some to remember, I suppose. And then as far as morning drop-off, students K-4 not attending daycare need to go directly to the cafeteria or gym in the morning with their backpacks and stuff. So the teachers um, are watching over that. And then preschool students can go directly to their classroom in the morning and afternoon. Um, I think I already mentioned fast testing. That's pretty much the same for both schools. Um, and then as far as uh, prayer practices and beliefs, this is really core to who we are. So there's a list of prayers and other basic beliefs and procedures that's been created and developed. Uh, prayers can be introduced at one level, and students may not be expected uh, to have them memorized until the following year. However, students are expected to have an understanding of those prayers, and they'll be a part of the prayer at school. So parents are strongly encouraged to practice and participate in prayer with your child at home. And I know in the middle school, probably both buildings, you're going to hear a lot throughout the year about um, being encouraged to go to Mass with your kiddos. Your kids might come home to you and say, hey, I think we're supposed to go to Mass. I think we should check it out. And so if that's not something you do every Sunday or if it's um, uh, not something you do at all, your kiddos might be talking to you about why Mass is important, how much they love it, and they might be encouraging you to go. So, hey, let the child lead you, man. If the kiddos are talking about it, then um, take that as some positive encouragement and, and maybe go. Um, so the next one says, give us a call. Um, if you are not going to... Um, have a kiddo at school, please call before 8.40 if at all possible. Um, and please remember that um, kids need to stay home if they have a fever or if they're vomiting or have diarrhea. They need to stay home for 24 hours after their last incident or um, after the fever cools off without ibuprofen or Tylenol taking the, um, the fever down. And don't be a hero. I always, I always tell the staff that don't be a hero. Stay home if you're feeling sick. <laughs> um, and I try to live by that myself. I'm not as good at it, but I try to. Um, the value of the work and uh, activities and things in class um, is difficult to make up. Um, please schedule a doctor and dentist appointments after school hours, if at all possible. Uh, I know it's not always possible, especially if your kiddo sees a specialist. But please, if possible, um, have the uh, the appointments after school or on a day off of school if you can. Um, and then a, a written note or a phone call to the office is required when a student needs to ha uh, leave during the day. Um, so come into the office or send out the child. Um, absences for medical or dental appointment require a doctor's note upon return to school, so they can always give you those right there at the office. And then a requirement from the Archdiocese is that parents, guardians of students who plan on attending a field trip or volunteering for classroom parties need to fill out the special event volunteer expectations form. That's one of the three forms that new this week on the electronic backpack. That thing's getting really full already. Have you checked that out? I haven't. That's one thing that I need to, like there's there are cool things that I need to start doing. Oh, well, no, I mean, it's, there are just, my point is just there are so many links in the electronic backpack right now. And I go through every week and try to take some out if they're no longer relevant. So I probably need to purge it again. Um, you can get a Xavier Future Saints card. Uh, in the electronic backpack as well. Um, I think it's 20 bucks and it gets you in all the Xavier sports events. Um, and then Z Saints baseball information, I think I mentioned this to you already once or twice, um, is available in the e-backpack. And then um, uh, Xavier Camps and Clinics is also posted. I think that's the last thing that's in the, the newsletter this week about um, Halloween hoops, skills, fun and treats while playing basketball on Saturday, October 19. 
So that's it for all the newsletter stuff. Hopefully that's helpful for those of you who don't necessarily want to read the Holy Family Happenings every week. But let's get to the fun stuff. Let's meet and get to know Mr. Jason Dole. He was the first person, like a lot of you know, we had several folks we had to hire this last spring and summer. And you know you were the very first person we interviewed out of all the positions, right? I do. You heard me mention that. And um, he walked out of the room and the whole group of us we're just like jaws on the table, like, whoa, that guy was great. Um, so it really kicked off our, our interviewing process super, super strong. Um, so we were really glad um, to meet you and get to know you. Um, but let's get to know you a little bit more, um, a little more personally. Um, you are married and have a couple of kids, right? I do, yes. I am married um, to my wife, Michelle, and I have two kids, uh, first grader, six-year-old, Cecilia, and a two-year-old over at the two-year-old program, Finian. I like, so, those. I like yeah. those guys. Yeah, we're we're naming our kids after saints. So who's uh, Saint Finian? Um, I actually don't. This, see, this is the thing. I don't know much about him. <laughs> but he's a but, saint. <laughs> but he's a saint, and he's an Irish saint. And so oh, cool. my wife uh, studied abroad in Ireland. So Ireland has a special place in her heart. And um, we were looking up saint names, and he has a lot to do with the monastic life in. The great place he's of here, Ireland. He seems so, pretty monastic for a three-year-old, two-year-old. Yeah, so uh, we were... <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we named Cecilia, of course, after St. Cecilia. And then the patroness of music. Yes, yep. Awesome. She played harp or something, I think, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, kind of debate about what she played. So when we were over there, we talked to some oh, about that, too. Oh, we went over to Italy to see my brother, who's a priest, um, who was there, and we went to see where she's buried, yeah. which is her former home, which is pretty cool. I can sing out in yeah. that area a lot. Yeah. Yeah, good, good area. Good area. Um, tell me about Michelle. So you guys have traveled a little bit. Obviously, you've gone to, to Rome together. Um, uh, tell me, how did you guys meet? What was your first date? Give us, give us a skinny. We um, both went to the University of Northern Iowa, and um, we, we knew each other from church, from St. Stephen's, and actually Father Ken was there, so we know Father Ken Glazer pretty well. Awesome. Um, and we, not very smartly, well, I scheduled our first date on, the, uh, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and I was like, let's go out for some, let's make it an easy one and go out for some coffee. And of course, nothing's open. So we ended up at Denny's, and <laughs> and I don't drink coffee, and so I wasn't thinking about this, but we did it at night, and I think she felt like she had to drink coffee, and then she was up all night. So our first date was her getting not a lot of sleep, and it was at Denny's in Cedar Falls, Iowa. <laughs> not very good plan oh, that's on awesome. my part. But. Well, you must, you must have really wowed her with your yeah. something. Yeah. My first time to a Denny's. Um, I don't know if I've ever been back to a Denny's, but yes, it, it made an impression at least. <laughs> okay, so okay, so let me. Uh, you, I didn't plan to ask you this necessarily, but um, you make an impression. I feel like uh, several people have, have, you know, said, "Hey, I, you know, met your your new middle school guy. I met your new AD, whatever. Um, he's really awesome. Good job, good hire, whatever." So I get credit for you being awesome. But you make a strong first impression. We've been doing a lot of work with the kids at school, teaching them different um, social-emotional skills. Some of them I call life hacks. I think the middle schoolers think that's kind of cool verbiage, whatever. Um, so that's that's gone well. Um, and so we teach them little things like uh, on, on was it Tuesday, 
Uh, we had the whole school in there. And so I just told the kids, when you use nonverbals, you, no one can see me doing this, but instead of having your hands below your waist and, you know, doing nonverbals, if you hold your hands above your waist, and right now half you listen to this are putting your hands above your waist being like, what's he talking about? Um, but if you can imagine you're giving a talk and your hands are below your waist and then you, you're giving your nonverbals, whatever, it just looks awkward. Um, but that's a lot of times what middle schoolers and high schoolers do is they don't feel comfortable in their skin yet or a younger child or an adult maybe. If they're not feeling comfortable, confident yet, they just do really small gestures, really insignificant gestures below their waist that don't contribute, and it's awkward, and then they feel worse, and the people watching them feel worse, and so then I just showed them, but if you do the exact same gesture above your waist, you can even hear my voice change when I, when I put my hands above my waist, it totally changes your demeanor. So that was one little life hack I used. I said, do your nonverbals with your hands above your waist, and you look more confident. So we've taught them things about eye contact, about how to shake hands, saying your own name first. Um... Little things about, like, when you make eye contact, smile with your eyes. You know, like, when we take family photos and you tell your kids to smile, and, like, their eyes look like they're asleep, but their mouth <laughs> goes up at the corners, and they're like, I am smiling. And you're like, no, but, like, really smile. And, and so I tell, tell the kids the difference is when you're really smiling, your eyes are smiling, too. And the kids all go, oh, yeah. And the kids all, like, do these weird faces where they smile with their eyes, and they, they kind of get it. So, anyway, we teach them all these little life hacks. I won't go through all of them now. But I feel like you've got to have... Some like there's something that you do when you meet a person or talk to them that makes them feel comfortable, um, that you know communicates to them that they matter to you. Um, are you aware of what you do? Like, do you have something that is kind of your strong suit or a couple things that you do that you feel um, like, yeah, this is how yeah. I express you matter to people? Yeah. So um, my first one is always has always been eye contact. I think my dad always taught that that's very important. Um, and I've seen that throughout my life. Like when I, I remember specifically when I was a, I was a captain of our, my basketball team in high school, and we had to meet with some people. Um, one of them being um, like some of the officials, and that we always got that. My the other captain and I always got. Um, They're like, "Wow, you actually look at us. Um, that shows a lot of confidence, or whatever." So mm -hmm. I got a lot of feedback early on about that, and. Uh, my first job that I applied for, first teaching job, they said that I got the job because of my eye contact. Um, that was wow. the thing that set me apart. Um, and so one thing that I teach the kids, and I like to teach the kids, is um, that that means a lot, that matters a lot. Um, I stop them when they're not doing that and mm. talk about how that is um, it's a confidence builder for them. It, it shows confidence in them, and it shows honesty. I think those are the two things that... Mm. Um, that it really, really conveys to somebody. Because um, when you're not eye contact, I mean, if you think about the converse, the negative part of that, if you're right. not, it seems like maybe they're not being honest or they're not being truthful or they're not being themselves. So right. um, eye contact's big with me. Cool. Uh, yeah. And we talk a little about that with the kids. The other kind of nuanced version of that is we talk about shoulder direction with the kids, right? Correct, yeah. And so we say shoulders, like give me your shoulders or point your shoulders. Because you, when we just say to the kids, when you do a drive-through at any given, you know, fast food place, greasy burger place, you got about a, I don't know, what, 30% chance that the person's going to their, turn their shoulders to you. You go to Chick-fil-A, and whether or not you like their sandwiches or whatever, you know they're going to turn their shoulders toward you. They're going to look at you when they ask for the your credit card and tell you how much it is, and they're going to mm -hmm. say something nice to you, but they always turn your shoulders. Um, otherwise, other folks and you know, others reach out and they say six bucks, you know. And anyway, um, yeah, your eye contact is super sharp. Okay, anyway, um, so first date was super awkward, but you must have made great, great eye contact. It wasn't like <laughs> creepy staring into her eyes or something. Um, so good job. She's a cool lady. Um, good job with that. Um, and then let's let's have some fun. Um, what are some of your favorites? Um, I guess this is kind of becoming my go-to with 
with our guests. But um, you're the AD. Tell me, like, your three favorite sports to play, we'll say. To play? Yep. Um, playing, definitely number one is basketball. Um, what position do you play? So when I, I grew up in Pella, and there's a lot of tall people in Pella. So you were um, the one. I actually, I'm 6'1", but I was, I know at one point I was the shortest um, starter on my team, but I played center. What? So I, um, so yeah. Low center of gravity, you box out? Well, we had a lot of really good players, and so I, um, I grew up with some Corvers, um, and I know some of you that follow basketball, mm-hmm. there's one in the NBA, but um, I wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I utilized my skills and talents to get on the court, and that was the position we needed. So, yeah. I feel like there's something you're not saying. What do you mean? Your skills and talents. That sounds like... Well, there's people that were better than really me. Really cryptic. That were taller than me that played like what I would have played earlier on when I was So younger. how did you play... Okay, if you're using your skills and talents, you could have been a one or a two, but you're worked, playing I worked a five. Hard. I worked hard. I know, I know basketball pretty well. And so I was able to get on the court. I need to watch your huddle video. <laughs> your 24-7 honey bottle video. Uh, okay, favorite sports hoops. What are two others to play? To play? Um, I I don't know if this counts as a sport. I really like... Do you, have you ever played shuffleboard? Yeah. Like, like not the... Not the I love shuffy. Florida... No, no, no. Like yeah, the table with the yes, sandy table. I love playing shuffleboard. With a glass um, of something yummy in your hand. Correct. Yeah. I love shuffleboard. Um, and then the other one, I'm kind of going out there. I, I, I do love football. I love football. So, I mean, obviously you can't really play that anymore, but as I love I love. It just hurts the next it's, day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, football. Um, favorite movies? Um, I grew up on Star Wars. I grew up on Indiana Jones and Back to the Future. Those are my three. Aren't those like all the same director? Um, Star Wars and Indiana Jones? No, same music, same... It's Yeah, John Williams. But yeah, yeah. Um, director, well, Steven Spielberg Steven did... Spielberg. Yeah, and then Lucas Films. And Lucas, yeah. Okay. Um, how about... Um, I guess that's nine movies, but... That's fine. <laughs> I can't wait for Christmas time Correct. to celebrate the incarnation, but to go to see Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, I always <laughs> do that with my dad and my brother. Can't wait. Um, how about favorite meals? What are your favorite meals? So, steak, potatoes is my go- is my number one meal. You German? Yeah. Okay. So, Dole comes... Yeah. Yeah, there was actually a competitor in cross-country skiing last Olympics. Okay. And his last name was Dole. And I'm like, I'm probably I'm related to that. German guy? Yeah, German okay. guy. Okay. Um, after that, I'm, I love breakfast food. So, like... Brenner? So, yeah. I will, like, pancakes, sausage, bacon, hash browns. Yeah, definitely. And then my last one would probably be... Um, Good hamburger. Just hamburger, fries, milkshake. Just a classic, yeah, classic like diner almost. You talk a good game. You don't look like you eat a lot of this stuff. I... <laughs> well, one of my, fa- my favorite foods is donuts. I love donuts, but that's not really a meal. Okay. Um, okay. Catholic school. Faithful guy. Favorite prayers? Um, my favorite... Or ways prayer. to pray, if you like. Um... Rosary is a big one for me. Okay, favorite mysteries of the rosary? Sorrowful. Well, no. I, th- I mean, it's a downer, but it's... I mean, that's... 
that's life though, right? I mean, when you look at a when you look at a crucifix, that's where we're at. I find that's the, why we that's why we that's why we keep the crucifix. That's where we're at. That's where yeah. we struggle. We go through. I find them easier to meditate on than a lot of mysteries. I do like yeah. them for that reason. Like yeah. when I'm trying to meditate on like, well, we're getting theological here. When I when I meditate on um, transfiguration, coronation. Um, so, some of those I just have a hard time connecting with. But mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, the whole sorrowful, I feel like I can meditate on those pretty easily. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Okay, rosary? Um, the breastplate of St. Patrick. Whoa. I love that prayer. That's long. That, that was one that you shared with some of that with staff, right? No, I, I shared that with the whole, with the, 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 at the assembly. That's right. That's right. But that was just part of it. I did not do the whole thing. But right. yeah, I, I like the, there's two different versions of it. Like, I think they're, how they were translated, but I like the one that talks about I bind onto myself mm-hmm. today. I like the binding, that whole, that's so powerful. Uh, you're, you're, you're putting that, you're making that you. You're making that part of you. I just love that. Uh, favorite books? Um, I am a big C.S. Lewis fan. Nice! And so um, the first book, one of my friends who was teaching me theology when I was a senior in high school, told me to read The Great Divorce. And that's I, Mary Jo's husband's favorite book. I love that book. That's that's my favorite book. I have that read. That, that made me think, I want to be better at being Life. Catholic. Yeah, just yeah. being, yeah. Yeah, Screw Tape Letters is one of my top three. Yeah, Screw Tape Letters, just the, that kind of that series. It's not a series, but those those books that you see in the, in the you know, like the big if you, if you go to a, any bookstore, it says C.S. Lewis yeah. collection or whatever. That, yep. Yeah. I haven't read Great Divorce, but Mary Jo Legrand, our um, new religion teacher, her husband's favorite book is also Great Divorce. Awesome. Yeah. So He's I guess mad. i got to read it now. I've talked to him. He's a wonderful human. Um, I think you only named one. Oh, Great Divorce. Um, great Divorce. Um, I, I, I really liked, uh, like all the Michael Crichton books. Mm-hmm. So Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. I love that book. Um, we'll go with Jurassic Park. Or Sphere. I like those two books. Um, there's another theology book. I think. It doesn't have to be theology. That's true, but I, that's what I read, though. I, okay. like, I like... I read part of... On... on what does it call? It wasn't about silence you were talking about the other day. Oh, I... Um, silence on the Against the Dictatorship of Noise by Cardinal Seurat. I, I really like that book. It sounds like it could be a book on how to teach middle school. <laughs> or the the ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I tell you what, on that tour today, like there were some classrooms that were like silent and the kids were, you know, writing or whatever. And then we went to the STEM lab and she had just asked me about yeah. we have a STEM program or we went to the STEAM class and it was like loud learning at its best. Like every kid was on task and it was loud. There were kids <laughs> who were like cutting stuff and kids who were problem solving and a couple of kids dropped a marble. It just there was a lot of noises. But it was 100% on task. Yeah. I love that's great. when learning is loud like that. Because if they're quiet, you know they're not like being disruptive to other kids, but you don't know what's going on in their brain. If they're talking and doing stuff, it's all out loud. It's all right in front of you. You can mm-hmm. tell if they're on task or not. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, let's, do one, um, let's do one more quick fun question, then we'll get into a couple of meaty things. Um, tomorrow, game day, Cyclones or Hawkeyes? Panthers. I'm rooting for the Panthers. (laughs) Well, little... Okay, I have always skewed towards Iowa State. Here's why. I grew up... My my dad's side of the family, a lot of them went to Iowa State. I actually have a second cousin 
who played at Iowa State for yeah. four years. His name is Jeff Dole. Okay. Grundy Center. Um, my brother's name is Jeff Dole as well, so there's two Jeff Doles out there. Got but um, Yeah, so we always went to Iowa State games. Cool. Um, there was somebody from Pella where I grew up that we always went to who played at Iowa State as well, so Iowa State. Family, family friends, too, had season tickets, so we always went to Iowa State. Fair enough, man. Um, okay, let me ask you just a couple of things kind of about, I don't know. Tell us, um, well, yeah, tell me first, what are, you've been a stay-at-home dad on and off. You've taught uh, middle school PE on and off, um, both at pretty different schools, right? You were in yeah. a city in Chicago or Minneapolis, probably yeah. pretty different. But, like, you, I don't know, your last five, six, seven years, you've had a couple of different things. This is pretty different from those in some ways. Like, what are some of the notable differences, surprises, yeah. um, things you're liking about what's going on right now? So um, I lived in Chicago. My wife went to med school in Chicago. And um, I taught at an inner city school in the Pilsen neighborhood, um, so Chicago Public Schools. So that one was primarily Hispanic neighborhood, um, pretty, yeah, low socioeconomic um, you know, a lot of bad behavior. So coming from Iowa, that was a huge wake-up call, mm-hmm. shock to me. Um, I learned a lot. I struggled a lot. Uh, it was really hard. Uh, it was a very hard year. Um, I came out of that experience. I didn't know if I, I wanted to um, teach ever again. But then um, I got laid off, which was a blessing in disguise. And then we had Cecilia, so I stayed at home. And then we moved to Minneapolis for residency. And I was staying at home. And then I got a job um, at Minneapolis Public School. She's an orthopedic? Um, she's a podiatrist. Podiatrist. So foot ankle. Okay. Yeah, she does do surgery. Um, and then, yeah, I got a job at in Minneapolis. Um, I thought I'd give it another stab. And I, it was a better, better experience for me. Um, I did grow a lot, um, but in, in different ways. The first one was just uh, perseverance and finding the best in really bad situations. This one was a little bit better, um, but I think I personally figured out the things that I needed to work on. Um, but I came away with it with that experience, not knowing if I wanted to teach ever again mm. either. Um, but then we moved here, got the call that maybe I could possibly interview for this job, and um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. It's been great for me and my family. Um, good. It's just opened up my eyes to, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I, where I wanted to be in life. This is what, um, but I think those are other experiences that were really hard and really challenging, um, challenged me in ways that prepared me for this. And so I think thankful for those. What's, thank you for sharing all that. I, I love hearing that. Um, what, what about here classroom and or AD stuff? Um, has been most surprising, most interesting, or most um, kind of rewarding? Um, the, I'm going to say the culture of of the whole system. I mean, I can share my faith. I can be who I am um, and with my students, with the, like my fellow teachers and staff members. Um, it's, the other buildings are just so toxic um, mm. and a lot of infighting, a lot of, like, yeah. And so here it's just been such a blessing to be able to, like, be myself, I guess. Um, and kind of have that same same idea towards what academics are for kids and cool. helping them grow. So Love it. Uh, let's do one more just 
tell us a little bit about um, kind of how you envision uh, the athletics program. What you mm-hmm. see is, I guess, you know, the top two or three objectives of, uh, you know, the, the LaSalle athletics program. Like, what do you want to achieve for our kids or with our kids yeah. with that program? Yeah. I think the one word that comes first to mind is consistency. I think there, um, what I want to build is consistency so that kids understand what, that there is <laughs> athletic programs, that they can do them, that they, um, and what they are about. So, like, the consistency I'm talking about is um, I want to form um, something that we do as a group um, that you can go, that shows our values and beliefs like yeah we we shake hands at everyone does that but we also shake hands with the referees and we also uh, we do pray Uh, prayer is important to us and our catholic identity is important to us and so um, i'm trying to figure out what's the best way to do that Um, there's a lot of ideas out there i mean you just look at any catholic school um but I want some consistency with that across the board. So our programs, this is what LaSalle does. This is what we do. This is who we are. Um, and this is what we stand for. So, yeah, consistency is a big one for me. Um, also, that kids know why what sports are about. So my whole philosophy on sports is it's, it's a medium for kids to grow in virtue. And I think Boom. Pope John Paul II talked, he gave a lengthy talk to, I think it was FIFA, um, back really? in the day about sports and what sports are. He has a lot of quotes about sports. Um, he has a lot of good stuff about sports. Yeah, yeah. But um, his whole uh, thing was, this is should be a safe place for kids, for people to come to grow in virtue, to um have kind of almost real-world situations and scenarios where they have to persevere through, they have to grow through, they have to work with each other, they have to collaborate, they have to um, be able to communicate. Um, so sports should be that. Now, sports in our culture has really turned kind of on itself and become almost uh, an end in itself, which is not what we want. We want kids to... Um, grow in virtue and see that there is so much more that this is building us up for something greater, which is heaven. And um, we have the audacity of having our name at the high school ever be the saints. And that's what we're, that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to be. And that's what sports should and music and art and math and science. And that this is what we all should do, but that's definitely what sports should do. We should be building on, uh, ourselves, we should be building up each other, building um, towards saints. We should become, yeah, that's what our program should do. So, those are my big things. No big uh, deal. Just trying to build saints. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, thank you. This has been a really, really cool conversation. I hope a lot of people listen to this. Um, so, toward that end, if you're if you're still listening to this thing, thirty four minutes and twenty three seconds in. Um, Please feel free to share this. Uh, I think some people will get a kick out of this. I'm always, um, it always kind of brightens my day when I hear someone say, I always listen to the podcast. It's funny, interesting, whatever. Um, if, if this can, you know, besides being a very practical tool, um, you know, for the first 10 minutes, usually the last 15 or 20 minutes is, um, I think, kind of interesting. I hope so. Um, again, with the whole purpose of this podcast being that 
the school becomes more of a community that you get to know us better, um, that we can share um, who we are and what we're about with each other. So uh, just getting in touch and um, making the world a little bit smaller in, within our community. So I hope you're digging it. Please feel free to share it. Anything else from you today, Mr. Dole? Well, have a great weekend. All right, have a good Go weekend, Panthers. everybody. Go Hawkeyes! <laughs>